So you've had a tiny glimpse of Nepal. For everything you've been told, there are ten other stories that are so waiting to be told. But you've caught a glimpse, and I hope you've caught a glimpse of the way in which God's love is working in Nepal. If I interpret it right, the thing that really hit the team members most was the work with the street children. I think if you ask them for one thing, that will be the thing that they would highlight. I can remember back to when we first went to Nepal and those street children were dirt in the gutter, literally. They were only there to be kicked. They were so frightened of other people that they would speak to no one and acknowledge no one and they would fight among themselves for the tiniest morsel of food. Their children abandoned by their parents, their children abandoned by society. There was nothing for them, there was no hope, there was no future. And Chapman and Axa walked the streets for over two years just trying to get those children to acknowledge that they were there. What you've seen is those children redeemed by the love of God. The love of God of a team of people who've gone to them and worked alongside them, who fed them in the street kitchen. I wish we got the courage to do it here with you tonight, but there aren't enough of us and we're hopeless as singers in the team. But I just wish I could teach you the, the White Little Box song. All right? The White Little Box song. If I had a White Little Box, I'd put Jesus in. Take him out. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Put him back again. If I had a black little box, I'd put Satan in. Take him out. Bash, bash, bash. Bishu, bishu, bishu. Put him back again. And those kids, we've got a recording of them, which we, in a sense, you need to hear. Those kids love it. I know theologically you can take it to pieces, but they're singing about the real experience that they had, that Jesus is their salvation. And they sing choruses and they love them and they sing them in the most awful slum area in the middle of Nepal that you wouldn't want your animals to go near. And there they are singing of Jesus. And they pray. And those of you who remember Chanman from two years ago will remember how Chanman prayed here and how forcible his prayers were and how face-to-face -face with God they were. And Chanman says quite openly, those street children teach us how to pray. Their prayers are not like ours. Their prayers are real prayers. And these are children who were rubbish in the gutter. And because Chapman and Axa and the team have gone to them five days a week, week after week, year after year, feeding them, showing them love, these children are beginning to be on the way. And then they come to the Indreni Centre. And at the other end of the scale, some of those children are now running the Plastic Bottle Project. They're working there. 
Some of those children this year have started education, so much so that they're going to have to set up a study block so they can do their homework. The commitment in love of those people in Nepal is tremendous. Look, out in Garambeshi, you were shown the teachers being taught in the bamboo church. Do you know why it's a bamboo church? Because the church building they had was needed for the hospital, and so they moved out of their church, gave it up, and set up a temporary bamboo church with a life of maybe three or four years, so that the hospital could go ahead. That's the commitment of the hundred-odd members of the church at Garambeshi to reaching out into their community in love. I hope you've caught a glimpse of this reaching out into the community. A glimpse into what's going on in Nepal. The end of the New Testament, John sees a door into heaven. He's on the Isle of Patmos. He's been exiled. He's probably the last person alive who actually saw Jesus in the flesh. And he sees a door into heaven. And this is the glimpse that he catches as he looks through that door into heaven. He sees a scroll. And he realises that the scroll is the history of God's plan for the whole of creation. It's God's handbook for creation. And it needs to be opened so that people can understand what creation is all about. But no one in heaven or on earth, this is chapter 5, verse 3, but no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth could open the scroll or even look inside it. I wept and wept because no one was found worthy to open the scroll and look inside. And one of the elders said to me, don't weep. See, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has triumphed. He is able to open the scroll and its seven seals. Then I saw a lamb, looking as if it had been slain. He came and took the scroll from the right hand of him who sat on the throne. And when he'd taken it, the 24 elders, the, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb. Each one had a harp and they were holding golden bowls full of incense, which were the prayers of the saints. Your prayers tonight. Those bowls of incense, the prayers of the saints, holding in heaven before the Lamb at this very moment. And they sang a new song. You, the lion lamb, are worthy to take the scroll and open its seals, because you were slain, and with your blood you purchased men for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. You've made them to be a kingdom and priests to serve our God, and they will reign in the earth. And then... I looked, and I heard the voice of many angels numbering thousands upon thousands and ten thousand times ten thousand. They encircled the throne and the living creatures and the elders, and in a loud voice they sang, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain 
to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. Then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea and all that is in them singing, To him who sits upon the throne and to the Lamb be praise and honor and glory and power forever. And the four living creatures said, Amen. And the elders fell down and worshipped. That is the climax of God's plan for creation. That all people should worship him. How are all people to worship him if they don't hear? This is our call to mission at Muttley Baptist Church. It's the call that is already being fulfilled in all the works that Rachel has prayed for here. The street pastors, the soup run, the buzz club, the family work, the the recovery team, all the teams, the Sunday school work, the junior church work, all these teams, this is the work to which God calls us. But he calls us to far more. He calls us to utter and total commitment to be his witnesses for his glorious and wonderful and redeeming love that takes those street children out of the gutter and turns them into people with pride and respect for themselves and for each other. That turns them into a team that takes uni hockey out into the schools, round and about, to tell the other children about Jesus. And this is what God calls us to. Not to stand up here and preach like I'm preaching now. That has its place. But you can't all be preachers. It would be totally wrong. No. The call to mission is that All creatures should worship God and honour him and worship him for his glory and his love and his power, above all, for his redeeming love shown us in this cross. The love that can take a tragedy like Calvary and turn it into a victory. As Godfrey Rust says in that wonderful poem, Welcome to the Real World, Love is the most powerful weapon in the world. Other weapons blow people apart. Only love puts people together. God is love. God longs to put his people together and draw them to him. He wants us to worship him. It's what we're made for. It's what he enjoys It's what he wants us to be and wants us to do. All of his creation. And you and I must play every part we can in sharing our experience of worship with others so that they will want to join in and will honour the God who created them. How do you do it? Don't stand here and breathe. You live and love. You live the things you believe in. You live as Jesus lived 
by the well and loved that woman who came to him broken and loved her so she responded and felt warmth and welcome. He did it to people by the score, Zacchaeus in the tree, Matthew, you can name them by... They came to him because they, he lived in our world and he loved the people round about him. And we are called to be so full of love that it flows out. And then people will ask, why are you doing these things for us? Why are you mowing my lawn? Why are you doing my shopping errands? Why are you helping me when I'm a broken person? Why are you willing to sit with me in hospital when nobody else will? Whatever it is we're called to do, why are you smiling at me even? Because I love you. Because God loves you. And I want you to know it. I offer that to you as a call to mission to this church this day as Clive Barnard, Bernard comes to us in the autumn, I invite you as members, committed members of this church and committed Christians, I invite you to join him in exploring ways in which we can reach out to our community so that this sleeping giant of Motley Baptist Church can be full to bursting with people sharing learning and loving and worshipping. I call you to that in the name of Jesus Christ, the Lord who gave up everything in order to show just how much God loves and how powerful is his redeeming love. Let's pray. Father, thank you for showing us love. Thank you for that glimpse into heaven and the worship. Help us to honour you in everything we do and everything we are. As we go from this building, as we stay in this building, as we share in fellowship now with one another, as we go to fellowship with people who will not honour Jesus Christ now, please, Lord, so fill us with your love that we may be your angels in this, your broken world. We lift before you now the people we've come here tonight to pray for. We ask, Lord, in the power of your Spirit that you will break the power of evil that seems to be rampant in this world. And help us by the power of suffering, redemptive, creative, glorious love to show that there is a new way where the poor are blessed and the bereaved are blessed and the broken are blessed because their God loves them. Our God loves us. Hear us, Lord. And by your Spirit, move in our hearts. And Lord, if there is someone here tonight who has not yet had the courage to say to Jesus, Lord, I want to follow you. Move in their hearts now.
and give them the courage to follow him and let them discover the overwhelming joy and glory of being a follower of Jesus Christ the Lord. In his name we pray. Amen.